Brandon for Marvelous Recovery 101 Jingle. Recovery 101 does not speak for AA. N-E-O-A-C-A-G-A-P-A-S-L-A-S-L-A-A-C-R-R-R-M-M-H-A-P-A-D-R-A. M-O-U-S-E. Yeah. Or any of the Anons. Yeah, we don't speak for any of them, thar guys. We don't even speak that well for ourselves. Which will be plainly noticed. Yeah, which, which you will be sure to see soon. Uh... Welcome to Recovery 101. My name is Bruce B. As always with... Shelly. And Mark. Sweet. Shelly is, Shelly is, uh, is getting the... the uh, she's adjusting for the news. She's adjusting her goods. <laughs> Shifting her package, so to speak. Yeah. How's your day, Bruce? I was pissed. You were pissed. Yeah, I had a guy that was supposed to meet me to show me a truck this morning. That I was going, probably going to purchase, and it was probably <coughs> in, in, in as good a shape as I thought it was because the thing was only listed for s- 16 minutes last night when I called the guy, and then by this morning it was already sold, and he had told me he was bringing it to me to sell it to me or at least show it to me. Yeah, because you told me you'd come by last night and look at it. Yeah, I yeah. said I can come by now, and he said no, 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 I'll, I'll come by in the morning. And I said, well, that pretty much Shelley. Is that a cranberry bliss bar? It's the last half of my bliss bar from last night. Oh, oh. she saved it. Yeah. Um. So Mark and I and Sarah are sitting here. Sarah's eating chips. Wondering where ours is. I'm not. The peanut gallery needs. Sarah's peanuts. not wondering where hers is. That's because Sarah has chips and In and Out soda. You, you and, and I have Cuban cigars. Actually, I don't. Actually, I don't like cranberry bliss. And what are you complaining about? Jeez. Well, just, just, just the idea of having something. You and I have Cuban cigars. Yeah. There are chocolate chunk, co- chocolate chunk cookies in the house. You want some? There's chocolate chunk cookies in the house. Uh huh. Yes. That, that ought to play nice. They're next to the window on the sugar. stove, Sarah. Well, see, and people don't realize this because they don't know if they're from other parts of the country. I can see from here that Sarah has a soda from In-N-Out, which means Sarah was having In-N-Out hamburgers, which is probably one of the best hamburgers you can get. In-N-Out. In-N-Out. That's what a hamburger is all about. Let's move on. <laughs> you know, when you think about it, it's really kind of a stupid, uh, stupid saying. Anyway. Anyway what? I should have been able to have that. She should have brought extra in and outs, double doubles. Guess what time it is? Yes. Grilled onions. Can you bust a move? Guess what time it is? Well, no, I know what time it is. It's time for me to get some damn chocolate chunk chip chunky cookies. Well, and also it's time for the boozy news and the news not fit for booze. Okay, we have shout outs too. 
Let's see. The, the usual suspects. The Red Pack. Um, the Crack Recovery 101 news team bringing us the news from your neighborhood. And I also have to do a special shout out to uh, Deborah, who sent us something this week. She doesn't normally, so. And to Donald. And who else sent something that doesn't normally? There was someone else. Linda. 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 Um, R? No. Oh, near. In Lewiston, Maine. This is one of those aww moments. Aww. Exactly. Next story. A Maine couple has proved that their true love knows no age limits. 88-year-old Paul Walker finally married his longtime sweetheart, 87-year-old Anne Thayer, in their rehabilitation center Tuesday in front of a small group of family and friends. Uh, they met at church and have dated for the last 17 years. Finally decided to get married. So you finally pulled the trigger, huh? <laughs> it's like 17 years and you're just getting married now. But that's kind of nice. It's sweet. Um, she said that she's had some beautiful years with him. They're hoping that when he uh, he's currently having a little bit of heart trouble and they're hoping that once he gets better, they're going on a honeymoon in Bermuda. Clearly. More power to him. Rock on. Mark has nothing to say about that. <laughs> I got nothing. I don't think they're going to Bermuda. Why? What? Of course they're going to Bermuda. Okay. In Ber- I think tomorrow they're going to forget they were going. I doubt it. You um, can tell them they went yesterday and they had a great time. Save them a lot of money. You're so mean. I'm just saying. It was an I'm not saying. Moment. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying is the new no offense. Which really means I'm offending you. I know I'm offending you and I'm saying it anyway. That's what that means. Shelly, look, I'm just saying. See, see, I tell, okay. No no offense, but you're a complete idiot. (laughs) See, see, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I like that. I'm just saying. I'm not saying, I'm just saying, Shelly. In Berkeley, California... Um, the Berkeley student who was part of the Occupy Everything in Existence movement in that area. The Ready um, Aim Fire group? The what? The Ready Aim Fire group? Yeah. Unfortunately, someone did Ready Aim Fire at him. Perfect. Uh, and he died. Christopher Nathan Elliott Travis, 32, died on Tuesday afternoon after he had been shot by a police officer who was trying to patrol the Occupy thingy. You know how much sympathy I have for him? Apparently not much. None. I think California could help get out of its financial crisis if we like sold like tags like for deer on Occupy people. And you got a certain number of tags. You could actually wow. go kill a certain number of them. Wow. Okay. You can send your mail to Mark because I'm not claiming that can, one. We can thin the herd. <laughs> I am so not claiming that one. Um, actually, in this case, it was probably death, uh, suicide by cop because he pulled a gun. Oh. Well. So... It's going to be one of those things too, where the guy pulls a gun, and they're going to like be trying to like get yes. the cop suspended without yes, pay because he fired on someone. Tomorrow's going to be the flashpoint, you know. I want what? What's Why? That? What's tomorrow? For at Occupy Wall Street? Why? Because they've kicked him out of the park. Right. So they said they're going to march on Wall Street tomorrow. Oh, brother! Now, can you imagine when the one percenters who are in their office decide it's time to go to lunch? The one percenters, which there are an awful lot of them. I mean, it, to be one percent, there's an awful lot of them. I'm sorry. They're just a hard. The awful, the one percenters are not going to stay in their offices because these people are marching. There's going to be a flashpoint tomorrow. I'm going to settle down 
I'm going to settle in on my chair. You're going to get some popcorn? I'll get some popcorn, a big soda, and I'm just going to sit and watch. <laughs> uh, you know, Well, you know what? This is probably as good a time as any to say this, but you know what? I am I am one with the idea of, you know what, guys that we bailed out, like banks and stuff, mm-hmm. if you're a CEO of a company that we had to save your ass, you do not get a golden parachute. That's just it. If you suck so bad that we had to save you, you shouldn't get, like, this huge golden parachute. But the whole Occupy Everywhere thing, even they don't know what they're standing for. They have I mean, no clue. The, the guys that started the thing are like, well, we don't really have it all sorted out yet. And it's like, what is your exit strategy? What, are you just going to camp till everything changes? I mean, I'm all for, ooh, let's help out. First of all, I don't know why they're camped on, on Wall Street. They should be camped out in front of the Senate or the House. The White House. You know, they they would never last there because the La- Lafayette Secret Park. Service would push them out faster than. Yeah, yeah but you know what I mean. Camp out like, Lafayette Park, across I, from the White House. I saw a video that a guy that is a a friend of ours, Glenn, he did a remote for us on a show one time. Sent me, kind of a cool video. But man, you want to talk about? I'm watching it and I'm just like, not really what I would call nonviolent demonstrations as a general rule, at least in what they were showing. And there was a lot of activity on these things. And I could see that stuff spiraling way out of control. Um, speaking of being in front of the White House, you reminded me. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a blurb, and I never saw the story again. It was like know? this little blurb on Yahoo. What do you want to know? About the guy who shot at the White House? Yes, a bullet came through Two the White bullets. House today. Yeah. Two. No, last Friday. It was actually last Friday. Well, they made it sound yeah. like there was this guy that they like they knew about him already. 20-year-old guy. He's been missing since Halloween. Uh, they had detained him earlier in the day and let him go. Um, that was smart. They've now, arre- they've now arrested him this afternoon, but he fired a from about 500 yards. Uh, one bullet hit. 500 yards? One, what was he firing? The uh, assault rifle. And uh, he uh, hit the uh, window of the residence, and it went through the window and hit the uh, the bulletproof glass on the inside and stopped. Yeah. But they found two bullets that had hit the White House. Wow. So, yeah, there you go. I'll take care of those blurbs for you. Thank you. Sure. Um, let's see. I remember seeing that as a blurb on Yahoo or on Facebook or something, and then I didn't ever go look at it because, I don't know. Someone was shooting at the White House. Yeah. Obama um, was in Hawaii <laughs> thanking people for how wonderful things are here in Asia. Is that what he said? I swear to God. <laughs> Who said that? Your president. I love... Yikes. I love... I love in you Asia? Know what? Really? There's one thing Hawaii, I love about politics. Yikes. There's one thing I love about politics. There's not much better things than, like, complete political gaffes. I, I love stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, Bush. You know, Bush was the king of those. But I, I love, I, I love that. You know, like there, there's 57 states. That was Obama. Yeah, that was I've Obama. Been, yeah, oh, I know. I've been through all 57 states. I think really? we have one to go. Yeah, and only one left <laughs> to go. That's perfect. Um, let's see. We've spent quite enough time on this. Um, we haven't spent nearly enough time on this, but I guess that's all you're going to give us. Yes, that's all I'm giving you. Uh, there was a new study out by done by the Cardiff University in Great Britain. Was there money available? Uh, there was money available, but actually it's kind of an interesting study. They have found that intelligent children that are intelligent, girls and boys, are much more likely than average to 
wind up succeed. addicted to illegal drugs. Um, they followed. I can attest to that. Looking at us three, they've followed uh, a group of children from April 1970 to the present, and they tested them for various things along the way. They uh, interviewed them at 16 and at 30 on their drug habits, and they found that they, the boys especially were 50% more likely to have been drug addicts than their lower IQ peers. Oh, well, clearly Mark and I fit in that. Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. So, in other words, what we can do now... In all honesty, is walk past the normies and go, "Hey, little brain, <laughs> how you doing, little brain?" No, that's not nice. You can't say that. Oh, we're supposed to save that for women, huh? In Florida, <laughs> in Titusville, Florida, uh, a woman stole, decided she was going to steal some beer from the local convenience store, Seven Eleven. Um, unfortunately, what happened was she tried to get the case of beer into the truck with the getaway driver. The getaway driver got spooked, started to drive off, and ran over her. Gotta love that. And got away with the beer? No, beer. the beer fell. The woman in the beer fell from the passenger door of the truck and was run over by the right rear tire. I was going to say, this guy, this guy saw an opportunity. <laughs> really? I, I got, got the, beer. the beer. She's going down. It reminds me of the guy who, who robs the store. He, he cash and dash or whatever with a, with like a case of beer, and he's wearing the real loose pants, and they go down around his ankles, and it trips him, and he drops all the beer, and it like breaks all over the ground. Yep. And then he barely gets in the car, and the guy gets his license plate anyway. In Morgan Hill, California, this is a weird story. Um, Police arrested a man after he killed and ate a bobcat near his house while high on methamphetamine. What did he get arrested for? He got arrested for, apparently it's not illegal to eat the bobcat, but it's, or no, to kill the bobcat. No, wait. It's illegal to do one of them. Hang My on My guess here. is kill it. Uh, apparently it is not illegal to eat a bobcat, but he now faces charges for killing it without a license. I have a question. What? Where's the evidence? There, the carcass was hanging over the. The rest of the carcass hanging over the fence in front of his house. Idiot! <laughs> it was jumping the fence and it got caught up. Uh, he did that because he. Well, he, he was hopped up on meth, but he was also angry because the uh, bobcat it, had eaten uh, a bunch of his chickens. Aren't that is that illegal? Well, no. The bobcat is apparently allowed to eat your chickens. You know what? I don't think so. Bobcat's eating my chickens. Bobcat gets killed. <laughs> well, Bobcat's dead now. So. You know what's really sad? What? He hasn't even made a good movie since, like, Scrooged. Bobcat? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. In so the... many people won't even get that. Goldthwait. In the category of... Oh, I don't even know what the category is. Complete insanity? What were they thinking? Someone stopped them before they caused... Global destruction. It's, what was that? It's thing? Tuesday. The Dugars are expecting their twentieth child. <laughs> Twenty children, all named with a J. No. Yes, their twentieth. She's forty-five. I went into menopause at thirty-nine. Okay, wait a minute. Wow, she's like been bumping them out. Yes. Like the moment she's done having when she's yes. pregnant again. Yes. Well, there are several sets of twins. Oh. I have two words for them. Trojan. Birth. 
control. <laughs> Direct TV. Uh, <laughs> you got to find something yeah, to do at night. Know, but you know, what the, <laughs> you know what the answer to that was from him? Spice Channel. <laughs> I just, I'm just stunned by that. God. I mean, get cable. Major overpopulation in the world, and they think it's a really good idea to have 20 kids. I don't know. Call me what crazy. are they going to do if they move to China? They got to get rid of 18 of them. No, they have to get rid of 19 19, now. that's right. Well, actually, one of them has moved away. The, the oldest boy is 23. He's now gotten married and has two kids of his own. And they're both their names both start with M. They're passing it along to the next generation. Mm-hmm. Hey, at least it's not like George Foreman. And all the kids are named George. Yeah, how many sons is it? <laughs> eight. Yeah, eight sons and they're all named George. Yes. And the daughter is named George. George Jad or something? No, she's named no, George. No, George. Oh, maybe it was seven boys and one girl. Yeah, yeah. Had eight kids, I think. George, 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 and George. <laughs> you get mad at one of them. So, George! And they all come running. That's the idea. He's not a real bright guy. That's <laughs> what we remember. He got hit in the head a few he times. He made a lot of damn money with that freaking grill, though. Yeah, he did. Okay, do one more. In San Jose, California, uh, this is okay. the, this is the do, car. Do you we... know the way? Oh. Do, 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 do. Um... No, actually, I don't know the way. <laughs> I'm not even entirely sure where it is. Take the five. It's north. north. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, you take the five, you can't miss it. Okay, good. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Where's the five? Right up the middle of the state. Okay. Goes from the Mexican border to the Canadian border. Okay, good. Good to know. All right, in any, in any rate, in San Jose, this guy bought the car that we all wanted. The short bus? We all... This was the car that you would have gone, woohoo, if you had bought it back in the day. Because he bought this minivan that had a half a million dollars worth of cocaine jammed in the door panels. John DeLorean's minivan? He went, he bought the minivan from a dealer from the thrifty car sales. From a dealer. (laughs) He bought the minivan from a dealer. (laughs) From a car dealer. Thrifty car sales. George Young. (laughs) Was dismayed after buying his brand new minivan to find that the window wouldn't go all the way down. So he took it back into the dealer, and they opened up the panel to see what was wrong, and a bunch of cocaine started falling out. We got this handled, pal. Come back tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. No. Hey, you're going to have to leave it overnight. Yeah. No, the car dealer immediately called the police. the next day, everybody's still awake. You're going to get better gas mileage, too. No, the, the car the dealer down. immediately called the police. The minivan and its contents were impounded, and the thrifty car sales made good on the deal with the guy by offering him a comparable vehicle. So... What, wait, yeah. wait! How many other vehicles had a half a million dollars worth of cocaine yeah. in the door? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking a comparable vehicle is another van with another how many how many millions of dollars? Half worth? a million. Yeah, with another five hundred grand worth. Yeah. Well, no, they took the cocaine. Do you get the five hundred grand? Listen to Sarah. <laughs> no, jo- you don't. George Young Auto Sales. All right, that is the end of the boozy news. The New Way Foundation Victory House AWARE program is a state-licensed and certified substance abuse treatment provider located in Burbank. The New Way Foundation has a 50-bed residential program for men 18 to 64 years of age without insurance and outpatient programs for both women and men. New Way is a nonprofit foundation that is partially funded by Los Angeles Substance Abuse Prevention and Control under the Public Health Department and provides affordable and effective treatment. For over 40 years, New Way has been located in walking distance from beautiful downtown Burbank, numerous parks, and major transportation lines. 
In comfortable settings, nearly the entire continuum of care is offered by state-registered and certified counselors and interns. Don't wait for an accident, arrest, or overdose to contact us. Help yourself or your loved ones find treatment and the joys of recovery. When your way doesn't work anymore, try the new way. You can reach us at 818-842-9416 or on the Internet at new-way-foundation.com, helping 25,000 people find a new way since 1967. The song remains the same. It does. I'm trying to make sure my microphone is still on from a few shows ago when I inadvertently turned it off. You know, Shelly is getting so good at editing shows, she's looking at a show, and it's not all drawn out where you can see each little, you know, this isn't Ghost Adventures where you can see every little inflection of the voice. It's all quite tight together, and Shelly looks at it and goes, something's wrong. And I'm like, what? And she goes, I don't know, but something's wrong. She starts playing it, and she goes, mic's not on. Because I heard a mic go off. There's a little click it makes when the mic goes off. And I'm listening to it, and I'm listening to you guys talking. And I said, this show is sure to be a hit <laughs> because my mic is on. You get to know what the wave thing looks like, each different one. And the show looks like it has a certain wave signature to it. You know, like, like when I insert the opening song or the school bell or whatever, they all have a different wave uh, signature. Can you imagine sketching out and editing shows? Yeah. Oh I would just God. make all the little patterns line up properly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be horrible. <laughs> so, Mark. Yes. You have a topic. I do. Let's add it. Learning to grow up, becoming an adult. Oh, my God. I have nothing to say on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the Toys R Us jingle just went through my head. You don't want to grow up? You're a Toys R Us kid? Mm-hmm. There's a million toys at Toys R Us mm-hmm. that I can play with. Yeah, you know, that's part of the problem is... We really don't want to grow up. And I think this program teaches us how to grow up and become adults. No matter, yeah, how, hard, that no matter how hard we fight it. God's calling on this one. God has an opinion on this. So what, Shelly? Yes. What do you think? Um, I don't know. I'm still in the process. I mean, I, I think part of my problem was that I was thrust into a position of responsibility at a very young age. Yes. And... I had to carry a lot of stuff, and I you learned. You were wearing the family trousers, as the big pretty book much. would say. And I, I did a lot. I mean, I was a very responsible kid. I mean, and even, geez, in I high school, I had a lot too, and I was responsible the bad way. Oh, I'm like, okay. I mean, when I was in high school, I had, I was the editor of the school newspaper. I was a cheerleader. I had a twenty-hour-a-week job. I took 20 hours worth of dance lessons every week. You're Miss I went to school. I was in honors classes. I was Miss Ran- I, Well, you know, we weren't supposed to tell anybody that. But, I mean, all of that stuff I did when I was in high school, and, and I still had to do stuff at home, too. I mean, I was a very responsible kid. So I kind of learned how to grow up then. But then, you know, enter alcohol, and I was still okay, mostly up until, I mean, I did pretty well up until my last binge, and then everything went to pot, and I seem to have lost all of my coping skills, you know, all, all of the my ability to be a normal adult went out the window. 
And I ha- I'm having, you know, I've had to relearn some of that. And it's been a bit of a process. Wow. You, when you hear it that way, it's like, you got a lot of stuff going on. I got a lot of stuff going on right now, too. I was doing dope all that time. I How about you, Mark? Crap. You know, the one of the ways that I, I was looking at this topic was we, from a childlike point of view, we got away with a lot of stuff when we were out there. Oh, yeah. And fortunately, statute and, of limitations and we, is up yeah, for and, me but we got away with now. it. I mean, we got away with it. Yeah, nobody knew. People knew they were missing stuff, but nobody knew it was us. And part Mo- of mostly part of growing up in this program is you learn to become an adult and go and say, "I was the one who did that." You know, it deals a lot with the ninth step. Yeah, you know, you you grow, you go, and you admit. You know, how many people did you go make amends to who had no idea you had done what you went and made amends for? I had a guy on Facebook that didn't even remember yeah. something. And yeah. when I told him about it, he's like, he's like, wow. And I'm like, what? And he goes, that's really, first he's like, that's really weird. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, what's really weird is you've been thinking about that for the last 30 years. He goes, I don't even remember it. Yeah. He goes, yeah, I guess you could count count yourself as a, you know, I'll pay it off. Because, you know, the fact that you it's been bugging you for 30 years is kind of all I care about. Because I don't even remember it. And I'm like, damn. Yeah, I had people say that they didn't remember anything. You know, the, my Facebook people that oh, you found were such me. a nice girl. Yeah. Oh, I just remember you were a funny kid in class. I'm like, oh. And, you know, I had th- things in the back of my head for years and years. You're like, you don't remember that time I crazy glued your face to the table? Well, there was one guy, like, I smacked across the face and cut his face. Oh, yeah, you slapped him right across the face with yeah. a ring on. Because he grabbed my butt, and I turned around and wailed on him, and he didn't even remember it. There you go. You know, when, you wondered uh, where that scar came from on my face, huh? Yep, yeah, that's right. You know, when I had probably seven years, around seven, eight years sober, I was on a fishing trip up in Alaska, and my dad and I had gotten dropped off ahead of everybody else to fish, and it was just the two of us, and we got to have a long talk, and there's a lot of things I told him that I really didn't have to tell him. Yeah, he really didn't know. I mean, I had made amends at, like, you know, two years clean and sober, but there were more things. And I'd already made amends, and he'd already forgiven me. I didn't have to. You were, like, doing the living amends thing? Yeah, and, you know, and I, and I, you know, and at, you know, at seven years sober to, you know, say, hey, you know what, I, you know, I did this, and I took this, and I know I told you five years ago that I had taken this and this and this, add a hundred to it because there were so many, you know, and he says, you know what, he goes, I, I see you today, and that's really all that matters. Damn know. parents, man. I know. Yeah, I uh, one thing about uh, growing up sort of in the program, uh, you know, I started out my last stint, you know, living on the roof of the Alano Club. And I discovered within, I think it was within about three and a half or four years, I went from living on the roof of the Alano Club to buying a house. And what I discovered really quickly is, those things, you know, those things you're supposed to pay every month. What do they call those again? George's? Bills? Bills? Oh, Bills. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bills. You know it was a, you know it was a guy's yeah. name. Yeah, those, those, those guys. If you pay those, your credit gets better. I I did not know that. I really didn't. I really didn't. And as I started to pay that, then one day I needed to buy a car. And they said, oh, yeah, your credit's pretty good. You can buy a car. And then when I continued to make payments on the car, and that was pretty good, they said you can buy a house. And, you know, it never occurred to me. I used to look at guys that would say they lost their house, their wife, their job, and their kids. I'm like, you had a house? You know, you, you had a business? I'm like, because I, I spent all my money on dope. Paying a bill. When I went to Impact House, the everyday things they would 
bring people and they're like, hey, uh, today is your you got to go do laundry. Huh? Because my idea was I could just keep taking stuff off the donation table and never really have to wash anything. And just every day, I just go get a different pair of pants off the donation table. They're like, you got to do laundry. I'm like, really? They're like, yeah. That sucks. And Found out you had a lot of clothes, though, once you did laundry, didn't get you? Get up every morning. Make your bed. Go do take the shower. Eat breakfast. Mm-hmm. Do this. Do that. And it's like it's all part of like the training of alcoholics yeah. and addicts because we're so not like that. Because we're children. And they have to tell us yeah. that, those things, you know, because we don't know how to do those things. No. You know, we don't know how to actually balance a checkbook to make sure we have money in it before we write a check. Well, I'm still not that great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm a little childlike in that respect myself. <laughs> yeah. How can I be overdrawn? I, I still, still have, have checks. checks left. Yeah. What do you think, Shelly? I don't know. I think for me, a big part of the, part of the process of growing pot, up. Part of the process. Part of the process. Of me growing up is... For me, the fundamental thing is learning not to think of myself first all the time. Well, that helps. Learning to think of others because you tend to behave more responsibly when, you, when you're focused on doing things for other people. So Agreed. That was it. Oh, that, was, that was my entire pearl of wisdom. That's sweet. So, yeah. We have, we have, we've, there's a creature. Our, our creature's back. There's a creature in, in the studio. It's the creature. <laughs> Sarah whimpers and sticks her legs up in the well, air. Well, yeah, let me tell it's you. It's bigger than that. <laughs> you got to lift those legs higher. No, you know what? I, I don't think it's very big, but it's not all that small either. No. I think it's a possum. I think it's a possum. Somewhere here a possum is hanging out. Have you ever seen a possum? Yeah, they're yes, really One of them knocked over my yeah. yeah. They have big... Teeth. One of them really knocked my teeth. telescope over one night when I was out in the front yard with it. One of them was in the corner of my backyard. I took a flashlight and shined it at it. Their it eyes looked froze. like the devil. Yeah. Did it freeze? Oh yeah. In Oregon? It, no, frozen California. In, no, in, no, in, or, in, in Oregon they will just stop like yeah. right in the middle of the street. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's parts of this the roadway up in Oregon where there's just yeah. dozens and dozens of them just all wiped out in one area because. They'll come out on the road, and they see the headlights, and they freeze, and they get run over. They play possum. It's almost like, it's almost like a sport up there, for road, guys that haven't grown up yet. Roadkill cafe. Yeah. So. Center line bovine. Yeah. Yeah. So Shelly, what would your final thoughts on growing up in the program be? I know you've been thinking about it for the last few minutes. <laughs> ha! I'm not a chess player. Um, I I don't know. Chess. You know what? I don't have it. Go to Mark. Go to Mark. Go to Mark. Mark. Yeah. What are your final words on the subject? This program uh, of recovery probably what's taken me longer than anything else to accomplish is to is to grow up. Agreed. Shelly. Oh, back to me again. Holy crap. Um. That's okay. You know what? You guys do it all the time. I, I, I haven't even I haven't even been thinking along the lines yet until I oh, say yes, something. Yes, you have. No, I really haven't. You've been you taking, give me you've been, too much credit. You've been taking notes over there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's a, there's, you know, my son always says, oh, I don't want to grow up. I don't want to grow up. You guys have like bills and things you have to do and you got chores and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, you got to grow up and learn how to be a, a, a real regular person. And, uh, I've actually, I'm actually kind of enjoying being a regular kind of grown up person. I paid my rate, my car registration for the, on time with no late fees for the first time in six years. And it was like a red letter day for me. I was so excited. I drove Sarah nuts that day. I have to pay my car registration today. I was so excited because, I mean, I don't typically want to give people large chunks of money, 
but it was something I had to pay, and I paid it on time, and it was just, it was wonderful. That doesn't normally happen to me. Nobody uh, hears that. Oh, nobody heard that. Sarah yeah. said, what did you celebrate with that? I, I don't remember. What did I get? Vodka. Yeah, Vodka? we got French fries. That's right. We went and got French fries. That's a hot well, time in the old town. that's a big change. That's yeah. some growing up right there. That's right. Eating the potatoes instead of waiting until they turn into booze. <laughs> yeah, really. I, uh, yeah. I think I think I think my thing is uh, I had French fries distilled. Yeah, I think uh, I think my my thing is since I've uh, gotten clean and sober, it's almost like I'm aspiring to be a normie. Not that I can drink again, but I'm aspiring to be the kind of person that people normies already are. You know. The grown-up people that most people are already on, like when we think about we're, we're having this great revelation about paying our, our car insurance or our, our registration or our rent on time, and normies look at us and they go, well, that's what you do, you idiot. Sometimes that's, that's, I aspire to be the normie. That's not what we do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they don't cut us any slack on that. They're like, what, you weren't doing that before? Yeah, haven't you ever wanted to go to like somebody you owe money to and go, dude, don't you know I'm an alcoholic? The fact that I'm only four days late is awesome. And they go, no, it's it's really not awesome. Yes, it is. It's awesome. <laughs> Bastards. So. Yes. Shelly. What? Who are friends online? That would be in the rooms.com. Dot com. They run an online uh, recovery community Don't where you so can go and put it. up a profile. You can meet some people in the A of your choice. You can go to online chats and meetings. You can... Uh, you can write a recovery blog there if you'd like. Um, you can you can go to the Friends of Recovery 101 and click on the embedded player and listen to the show while you surf the site, and it's all free. Free. Wow. I just had a piece of chocolate chunk Mark, cookie. who's it's our big. friend back east? That would be Bruce, the other white meat, and he runs the 12-Step Gazette at 12stepgazette.com. That was wow. long. Ouch. <laughs> wow. Hold on a second while I... A dog on the next block has his paws over his head right now. I, I think I just threw open my mouth a little bit. <laughs> um, anyway, you can uh, go read his fine publication online. You can get it emailed to you, or you can get the subscription prescription, and he will send it to you via the United States Postal Service as long as they are still open. Um, yeah, as long if as you're interested in a franchise, contact Bruce, and he will give you all the information you need to bring the 12-step gazette to your little corner of the world. Awesome. Uh, we've got email addresses at recovery underscore 101 at hotmail.com, recovery 101 radio sales at gmail.com. If you'd like to join the crack advertising that staff. That was that advertising, Jeff. Yeah, huh? That was the advertising staff. The second address you gave was recovery 101 sales. Oh, I thought I did. You did. Man, recovery 101 radio at gmail.com. If you'd like to join the crack staff, it's recovery 101 radio sales at gmail.com. Uh, we've got videos at youtube.com forward slash easy look in youtube.com forward slash recovery 101 rule 62. Don't take yourself so damn seriously. We sure as hell don't. Oh, Shelly, how was the Pellegrino thing or whatever? The orangey thing? Was it good? Yeah, it was good. Okay. Who's the lead on music by? That? Who's the lead on music by? He's just curious. I just thought I'd throw you a monkey wrench right before I asked you who the lead out music was. Oh, Sean Van Domlin. Which one? I don't know whichever one, one I pick. There's only one Sean Van Damme one. No, there's four. There's four of them. Mm-hmm. Did they Did they all make albums? Are they all Sleepy singers? Pilot Records, you mean? Yeah. Did Did they all have a website called SleepyPilotMusic.com? All four Sean Sean Van Damme ones. Whatever I messed up, 
unmess it up. That's who the music is. Just, yeah. Cut it off. We're done. Bye-bye. Everybody, try and leave it better than you found it and be the example. We're out. Thank God. Thank God.